0: All right. We are live on Monero Talk. Uh, a few technical difficulties. I guess I'm off my game a little bit. We haven't done a show in a few weeks. Uh, we have Doug Beberon, not to be confused with Bieber. Uh, as I had said previously, he, despite not being associated, uh, he shares his good looks. Uh, thank you for reaching out. Uh, you wanted to come on and you wanted to talk about uh, network obfuscation, particularly I2P um and we'll we'll jump right into it because we we kind of just already did the first 10 minutes of the show but we uh we we lost it so yeah doug if you want to actually this time i think it'd be more appropriate now that we're redoing it we can we can make it even better if you could give a quick intro of yourself uh how you got into monero and particularly how you started working on the uh the network obfuscation components of monero
1: sure so um uh, I've I've been involved in the I2P network and a contributor to I2P for almost a decade now. So before Bitcoin and before any cryptocurrencies came about, um, initially, probably like everybody else, I got involved in crypto through Bitcoin since it was the first cryptocurrency out there. Um, and you know, I, I've I've watched your shows, Doug, and 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 agree with the, the aspect that there are there are parts of Bitcoin that are, there's some weaknesses. And um, one of the things, I, I was involved in Bitcoin and then I became aware of CryptoNote and realized that yes, that would, those CryptoNote additions would, would be more beneficial to cryptocurrency holders if we're, what we're looking for is digital cash. So the ability to, um, Keep the, the sender private or anonymous, the receiver anonymous, and with uh, uh, the ability, it wasn't early on, but the ability to obfuscate the amount transacted is also beneficial. Uh, I found out about Monero and pretty much just left Bitcoin and went to Monero. Got fungibility, all those, all those benefits that, that you've talked about for quite some time. Um, so being involved in, in I2P for as long as I was, I I've noticed that, you know, when you look at Monero, it's, it's great from an anonymity perspective and, you know, it's not because I'm trying to do shady deals or anything like that. I just like privacy. I don't like people spying on me. If they want to know what they're doing, just ask, you know? So, um, I looked at Monero, you've got the the ability for the sender to be anonymous the receiver to be anonymous and the amount to be anonymous. The only weak spot today is when you connect to the network or connect to the blockchain over the network. Um,
0: yeah. How, how big of an issue do you think that is? Is that, is that a, it's probably
1: uh, not a big issue when you talk about people, everyday people transacting, but when you have entities like the NSA out there looking at everything and, and, and just you know all the the <clears throat> everything about the internet today is marketing i'm sure you've gone out there maybe you're on, on your phone and you mentioned something a product and then an ad shows up on google you know so that that's troubling to me um i think if if you know, and what what, it,
0: what exactly would somebody be able to do i mean so we, we have blockchain uh it's pretty obscured uh as far as far as we know uh with sending you know obfuscating the sender, the receiver, the amount. So, with with the nodes being kind of uh, out there, what 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 can be done? What can um, what are the somebody, risks? Yeah, what are the risks from what, the network standpoint? Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: and it, it really gets down to you know um, correlating network activity. So if if you're interacting through a web browser or email or anything like that, you know it's possible for um entities external entities to look at what you're doing what websites you go to um, potentially you know you when you send Gmail uh, Google has your email they can they can read your email
0: and, uh, but, and particular with with the Monero network though so yeah, let's say, say, I guess the idea is somebody would be able to know if I'm actually using Monero exactly analyzing the network.
1: Exactly, and then if you do your your analysis on the blockchain, you might be able to come up with some potential correlations that would back into potential transactions with Monero. So it's it, you know it's not nearly as as transparent as Bitcoin, but there are still some even if some may say nominal risks when you, when it when you go over the when you connect via the network.
0: Mm-hmm. That, sense and then i guess theoretically someone if they know that i'm using monero could then prevent me from kind of being a part of the network they could censor me that way right if like an isp wanted to prevent me to communicate with the network
1: yeah because the isp if the isp wants to shut you off for whatever reason they have the ability to do
0: that right so then if we use this uh if we use and we could get into this now um you know these potential solutions one being tor the other one being i2p i don't know if there's other ones um i if we use one of these then then we're kind of uh, obfuscating ourselves and we're we we do not stick out in 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 the network uh we don't look like a monero node uh we kind of just start to blend in with the rest of the internet is that kind of a, a fair way of, of yeah putting it?
1: yeah yeah and you you've got you know like It'd be for the same reasons with your use cases from narrow why you would use Tor, similar to you know website browsing. So if you're if you're out there and you're not using anything, then you 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 run the risk of some external entity watching everything that you do, mm-hmm. what websites you go to, what purchases <clears throat> you make, so on and so forth. If you use Tor, you're 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 doing that anonymously, so they can't see that. It would be the same with Monero transactions or you know you 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 wouldn't be able to go in and look at what's going on on the blockchain, but from a network perspective
0: right there's some traceability
1: there um
0: right so then so then we had Coy was the thing that everybody was waiting for um what? hasn't i don't know if the project has completely fallen apart I hear rumors that it's kind of still being working on, and then you also hear of like well it's it's been discarded, and now there's other things that are being working on in place of it. So I guess that's now. Let's let's get into that and what it, particularly you're working on, what component you're working on, and why <laughs> you've chosen to work on that component.
1: Well, and I'm I'm not part of the Monero dev team or anything like that. So mm-hmm. when it comes to what what's the roadmap plan for uh, I2P or Tor, you'd probably have to ask someone there. I'm not I'm not in. I'm not uh, aware of what's going on in that space. Um, again, like you with Covery, I'm not quite sure what happened. I just know that, that it, it looked promising at some point, and then at some point, at least in my mind, all that promise went away. Uh, it may pick up again in the future. I'm, I'm not really aware of it. But like we were discussing earlier, um, I became aware of a paper that I found on I2P that was uh, called configure Monero D as an I2P hidden service. And it's not a software package or any code base. It's just instructions. It's a paper on how to connect up Monero to I2P. So what happens there in that paper, and, and I've got that paper on my, I've got a GitHub repository called Monero Lock where we're doing some, some other things that are, that are I think kind of cool with regards to uh, anon- being able to anonymously, securely and anonymous, anonymously authenticate into a website or any digital resource using a Monero wallet. Um, when I came across that paper, I said, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Um, other people ought to be able to hear about it as well because you know, when you, when you restrict the paper's exposure to simply the I2P network, you don't get nearly as much exposure if you put it on the internet. So I asked if I could host that on the GitHub, on my GitHub repository. And I got the approval to do that. So I put the paper out there. Um what, what this does, what this approach does, essentially if you can think about, you know, when you when you use Monero, unlike Bitcoin, they're really from a user's perspective, there are two Primary software components. There's the Monero D, which is the daemon that goes out and connects to the Monero blockchain, syncs it up, gets all the transactions. You have all the a copy of all the transactions on your machine. Um, and then there's the wallet, which connects to the 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 daemon and then goes out and gets gets the the block gets access to the blockchain. Um, what the paper, the architecture promoted by the paper, is you have a Monero D node running somewhere. There's If you go out there, there's a lot of remote nodes that people are using to connect to the to the network. So they don't have to, you know, have a lot of disk space on their laptop for the Monero blockchain. They can just connect to a, a remote node somewhere else. There's some risk involved in that because, you know, who owns that other node, you know, can there be man in the middle uh, issues? But with the paper, you, even if you were so let's, let's simplify it. Let's say that I'm running, I, let's say I want to set up one of these Monero uh, D I2P hidden services. Um, I could have one machine in my office where I'm running a Monero node, the daemon, and it's connecting the blockchain. I've got, got all the transactions. Now I could have a laptop that has a wallet on it. All I have to do is connect my laptop to that other machine I have in my office That the wallet communicates with Monero D through the I2P network, so all that is hidden or, or private. The the part that's not private is on the on the daemon, the, the the Monero D. It has to connect through the internet today in order to sync up with the the global blockchain. Now that may change in the future, depending upon what they do with the protocol, but. Today, if you think about it, what, what's going on in this paper is the demon, the Monero D, is connected to the internet and getting the blockchain, and that's open and transparent, just like any other node today. But for the guy with the wallet connecting to that node, nobody can see what's going on there.
0: Using that to, today, that's possible, is what you're saying, using yeah, the I2P yeah. solution.
1: And that's simply what we what was wanted to be communicated through that paper is you know if you're waiting for covery because you want this privacy and covry's not there there is another way to do that today it may not be a hundred percent or the perfect you know in the sense that uh, monero d is still connecting through the internet not through the i2p network to synchronize the blockchain that would require protocol changes which covry would have done but um at least Probably the next best thing is if you can anonymize wallets connecting to that uh, Monero D, you have more privacy than you do today. Mm-hmm. Um, then there, there's there's
0: no our so are a lot of people actively using the I mean it's hard it's hard to say. Honestly. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> do you do you? I talk- know
1: I've used it a couple of times, so Okay. Now
0: do you do you kind of see that kind of being a temporary solution until we get this larger cohesive solution that integrates, you know, the network obfuscation kind of like right into the Monero D itself and into the protocol itself?
1: Well, and then one thing that that I, I guess it depends on on what the Monero dev team wants to do, but you know, I, I think it would be suboptimal. To pick one network, whether it be you know, you're gonna have some people saying we prefer Tor over I2P, another group would say we prefer I2P over Tor. Um, picking one and embedding it in the protocol may be suboptimal long term. Mm-hmm. If you compare that to you, can do both, you decide which one you want to use, and have the 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 basically a plug and play for network transport within the protocol i think strategically that makes more sense because then you're not making a decision for the users you're giving them optionality however you know that that may provide some complexities that your average use you know your average user i think that's probably what they wanted to do or or at least part of the 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 objective is to make it as simple as possible for the end user but um you know it's it's a balance that
0: you have to make yeah we had and uh i should i should i should have probably mentioned this earlier but i don't know if you watched it as well during the monero con uh lee claggett and this other guy josh of airfoil mm-hmm. uh, did, did you watch their talks They yeah. they kind of got into these wow. things a little bit and then we interviewed them um, so yeah, anybody who's watching this, I recommend you go and watch their talks from Monerocon and then the interview afterwards. Um, what were your thoughts on the things that they they were saying um, and you know, in relation to to what you're talking about here today?
1: yeah, and i I didn't see their talks, but I did see your interview with them. so i I, I may be missing a lot of what was said, but my take on it was, you know, it, it seemed promising because let's say prior to my watching your interview, my my impression was Covey was dead for now and something else will have to pick up. But it looks like, and I've seen on the GitHub for now that there is some anonymous network work being done. Um, I, I don't recall in your interview, but one of the things that, that does concern me is if, if you know, if they take that approach that we're going to pick one and just hard code that into the protocol layer, that that would concern me a little bit. But, no yeah, I think, yeah, I think they brought it. up
0: the uh, the same concerns as you. Sorry to interrupt. But, yeah, just the uh, um, I think Lee had brought up two points, one being that uh, I guess in some jurisdictions, you don't even know if it would be legal to 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 run Uh, something like Tor or IP2. So to make it standard and default may may be an issue.
1: Exactly. And I do know like in China, okay, China, everybody, when you use I2P, there's this mode you can go into called hidden mode. And pretty much everybody in China has to go into hidden mode because they may go to prison (laughs) if they don't have it there. So you're right. Yeah, when you get into those different jurisdictions and, you know, when you say what's legal – the first question you have to ask is, "Well, where are you talking about?" Because the, the rules change based on where you're at geographically. But that that would be another consideration when you look at your user base and your global. And that's why I think it makes sense to have an architecture within Monero that provides for optionality when you're talking about network transport options. I mean, if you want to, if somebody wants to just do it over the clearnet, it's going to be faster. Let them do it. If they want to go over I2P, it's going to be slower, but it's very private. Let them do it if they want to do Tor. And who knows what will be out there in the next couple of years? These, we, you know, I2P and Tor may become obsolete at some point because we have better technologies. Having Monero be architected such that it can adapt to those evolutionary trends would be, a, in my opinion, a, 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 a more attractive strategic approach
0: mmm mm-hmm. <clears throat> let me ask you like so I, I'm kind of a I'm a low level you know i'm a, I obviously love Monero very much into Monero, but on a technical I'm not a very techie guy uh so i, I never really got involved with the client much um, so like uh, my my use of Monero it's either you know it's it's either on a paper wallet or if if I'm using it it's um you know uh on like a mobile app like cake which I use on iPhone. Um, what are your thoughts there? I mean, like I could, I could run a VPN on on my iPhone and use cake at the same time. Is that doing anything? Is that, uh, helping in any way?
1: Um, Yeah, it's helping with your privacy. I mean, I use VPNs as well because, you know, like I don't like that situation where I make a, make a, I say something and then I start getting ads for it. So mm -hmm. whether you're browsing or, or it doesn't matter what you're transacting on the network as a VPN is always preferable to, I mean, I always use a VPN now.
0: Right. So would that, would that potentially kind of protect me and saying, all right, uh, you know, preventing people from knowing whether or not I'm using Monero, sending a Monero tra- transaction at any moment if I'm running a VPN while using Cake?
1: Sure. To a degree. I mean, it, it gets down to, you know, If you're not using a VPN, you're at more risk than if you are using a VPN, you're better protected, but there's still, you know, if you want the next level, then you probably want to pick a I2P or a Tor on your mobile. Um, And you can utilize the two together so you can do Tor and a VPN. Um, It just depends upon, you know, what I say is when you go out and you look at this stuff and you're, you've got use cases and you, and you want some privacy, you've got to do a risk assessment. And, and then come up with a solution that, that meets the objectives of your use case. Mm-hmm. But there's and that's one thing in anonymity and privacy, nothing's ever 100%. And the minute you think it is, you you're you could be in trouble. So uh, you, you just got to sit down and say, what am I doing? What are the risk factors and what do I need to do to mitigate those risks?
0: So wh- what do you see the future looking like? Um... So in terms of, let's say, so for somebody like me, a guy that's using, that uses, when they use Monero, they use it as a, an app on their phone. Um, you know, what do we get to the point where that user can, um, you know, be protected as well as kind of a high-level user that's using, a you know, a client?
1: <laughs> well, and, and then it gets to, you know, really, in my opinion, my approach is is always about enabling digital freedom in the digital space. so um, and you know, I'm a techie guy, so I look at it down at the technical level and 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 a lot of people will ask me about, well, I want to use my iPhone. you know it, it if 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 you've got a mobile device that is proprietary, doesn't matter what software you have on it, if there's backdoors at the hardware level, right? So if you have an unsecure or an insecure device, it doesn't matter what software necessarily you place on it, you may be compromised at some point. I, I, I don't even have a cell phone. Uh, I just use voice over IP and, and, and communicate that way. Wow. Um, but, you know, it, then it, get, it gets down to what's your use case, what's your objective? Um, and, and like I said, nothing's ever 100%. You can only do the best that you can, given what your goals and objectives are. I'm, I mean, I can be more lax here in the U.S. than, say, someone in China or in Venezuela. You know, it, it depends on, on what your situation is, what you're trying to do, and what are the risks that you need to mitigate to preserve your freedom.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like, uh, you know, obviously Monero's done quite well in obfuscating the blockchain, you know, so any 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 Joe who uses Monero is benefiting from that, right? You don't need to do things in a certain way. When you send a transaction, um, it's pretty well hidden in terms of the blockchain, right? Yeah,
1: compared, um, compared but to Bitcoin or Compared else. to
0: Bitcoin or these other ones. Um, mm-hmm. But with the network... It it seems like we have a long way to go, and it seems like it's it's going to be from what I'm hearing, from what you're saying, from what uh, Lee said in 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 his talk and interview. It's it doesn't seem like there's a um, a very clear uh, solution where we're going to get to the point easily. Maybe maybe way down the road, where everyone that's using the Monero network is kind of benefiting from. Uh, network obfuscation. It's going to be very difficult to kind of have um, a, like a default uh, solution that everyone benefits from. Is is that fair to say? Is that or do you, do you think we eventually get there? I mean, because that I, was kind of, that's kind of what my understanding of the promise of Covry was.
1: Yeah, I think I think that, that. Well, my hope is that we'll we'll get there. Um, you know, if you look, and, it, and this all stems from our communi the security of our communication network that we have today, the internet is not secure. I mean, several years ago, um, unless you were doing a credit card transaction, you probably didn't have HTTPS right today. Almost every site's using HTTPS. So it's getting better. Um, and it, it will, I, I think the use case of any network activity, whether it's cryptocurrency Monero or anything else, as our network security evolves and gets better, that will improve. Everything will improve with that. Right now, it what just boils down to the fact that our communications networks are inherently insecure from the average user standpoint, and 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 a lot of cases it's by design. Um, you know, you get you get into like I feel more comfortable if I'm communicating. Let's say I was. Really needed privacy, and I was communicating with Monero. I would do it over a internet connection with I2P Monero D hidden service and a VPN on that that service, as opposed to using a cellular network, which is a lot more insecure. So you've got to sit down and look at, you know, and, and who knows uh, if you if you ask me, I think in the future cell phones are going to be obsolete, kind of like the eight track tape. You know, if we eventually have satellites all around the earth and we have broadband everywhere, why why use cellular uh, channels unless you really need speed? You have cases where you need the speed throughput, and that's the only way you can get it. But from a security perspective, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why I did uh, Monero CryptoLock is because, um, and now we're calling the solution Monero Auth, is I got hacked not too long ago. Not… Really, by any fault of mine, but it was a SIM hack. On a, that's when I had a cell phone. That's why I don't have one today. Um, you know, you, 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 there's a lot of security holes and risks out there, and 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 it, it it there's a lot of other actors that you're dependent upon that the average person doesn't know, like the the the, the clerk at a major uh, cellular provider being contacted by a hacker asking to uh, swap the SIM card and the cell phone and going through passwords and all that i mean there's been a lot of cases out there that detail the mechanisms they go through for it but there's a lot of a lot of risks out there when it comes to security and you know if you're sending one guy that was in related to the hack that i was involved in lost 20 million dollars in crypto holy shit that's a big that's a big a big situation you know you don't want to make a mistake and lose 20 million dollars so that might be a reason you'd want to use I2P or some other technologies as opposed to what the majority of people are using today. What
0: What are these other uh, things you worked on? If you want to get into the details a little bit, sure.
1: So, um,
0: and I'm I
1: about a year ago I created the Monero Crypto Lock GitHub in the Monero ecosystem uh, repo, GitHub repository, just because I thought. And, and it wasn't it wasn't monero so i'm into monero because i've looked at done an analysis of all the cryptos out there and from a, a digital cash what's the one that best fits digital cash my analysis is that's monero today it's the best we got so you know i'm getting older and and i I do a lot of stuff and I go to a lot of websites and I can't remember all my usernames and passwords for all these sites. It's really taxing from a memory perspective. So I'm like, why, why do we have to do this with the technology we have today? We shouldn't be using usernames and passwords. There's, There's a lot of security risk with that. It's, it's just ridiculous. So what I wanted to do is to use a way to authenticate to a digital resource, like a website, instead of with the username and password with a Monero wallet. So if I can go to a website and say, let me in. And what happens is, and we developed this protocol, it uses all the Monero code. So we didn't really write much code in this. It's using what's there in Monero. Um, Basically, when you go to that site and say, I want in, the site sends you a challenge phrase doesn't matter what it is. It could be a long number, a long string. You take that challenge phrase and sign it with your Monero wallet and you send back your, the public address of that wallet and the digital signature. And if the signature is valid, you're in. So you don't need a username or password. You can use that wallet for all the sites you go to. You don't have to remember anything. It's very cryptographic. It's It's military grade encryption. So it's very secure. And that can be a, a way to securely authenticate to websites. The added benefit is you can securely and anonymously authenticate because the website doesn't know my ID. All they know is that I'm that this wallet is trying to get in.
0: So is that is that similar to like Google auth and these other auth things? Is there what are the what kind of the, the difference is there?
1: Uh, Google Auth. I'm. I I don't follow a lot of Google stuff. I. I'm,
0: or I there's kind of, there's I, Authy, What's the other one? Authy or.
1: Oauth and and it, this is more like Bit ID, which is a similar thing for Bitcoin. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, no, no, but I mean similar in terms of uh, use case and right. So there sure. there. So you you're saying you you're using Monero to do the all. Uh, to authorize versus uh creating this separate app that would do it so at bitcoin it's, is it is it being done on bitcoin you said there is a that, an that, analogous one on bitcoin
1: yeah actually i came across that was out before we did our monero off it it was a bit id basically what it is is it, it's the approach is not really necessarily dependent upon a cryptocurrency it's public key authentication so it's like PKI without your your certificate authorities. Um, the certificate authority is a protocol, in this case, of the cryptocurrency that you're utilizing. But um, BitID was out there before we did Monero off. But, you know, like I said, when I did my analysis on crypto, I don't want to use Bitcoin anymore. I want to use Monero. So why don't we do it with Monero? Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is the use case that might be more relevant in the future than it is today because you know everything is kyc aml and and this allows you monero Auth allows you to securely and anonymously authenticate
0: so, yeah so like for like maybe a decentralized exchange or something like a way to to right
1: right, right?
0: or or even a dark market i mean i like would, would it make sense to use like yeah that would become wanted... the, new, the new login
1: right so if you were to take like dark market like silk road let's say and you wanted to log in i think silk road most of the dark markets still use username or password well you know you don't have to but the 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 thing is is that they're you know today there aren't a lot of a lot of people out there utilizing their wallet for anything but sending value um but there, that's that's why i got into the github repo and the project for monero cryptolock was around other use cases using this technology rather than just money
0: Mm -hmm. no i think it's very interesting and like you said i think those would be the initial use cases but like you said initially it's it's not necessarily uh for nefarious purposes some people may just not want may just want to be anonymous when they log into various websites and not have to risk uh you know losing a password remembering a password um it's kind of a way to to go around the internet uh Essentially and honestly, even with the login.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm using uh, so websites. That's probably the first use case for Monero. Auth is how do you authenticate into a website? But I've also been playing around with hardware gadgets and you know opening my garage door with my Monero wallet or opening my front door or any physical lock. It's really generically any use case where you're you're manipulating a lock. This would allow you to utilize it. So. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's, uh, yeah. you know, if you if you're in that situation, then it's very important that you don't lose your wallet because if you lose your wallet, you can't open your garage door, you can't get into your house. Door. But, you know, with crypto, I think over time, it's very easy to make a backup of your wallet, to have a copy of your wallet in the cloud. And it's, it's I think we'll get there. It's just going to take time. It's a cultural change in how we how we utilize tools in our world.
0: Mm-hmm. no i think it's a great idea so is is the bitcoin one being used in any actual use case is it being adopted anywhere do you know have you followed that because obviously i would think that would kind of be the first right bitcoin being uh the more well-known
1: yeah i, I geez, jeez i probably first became aware of bit id like thinking it was four or five years ago and and i didn't see a lot of a lot of uptake on it um <laughs> I I I, I think these things are going to take longer than what you would normally think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really love the idea, though. All right. So, are you guys doing anything else to try to get it going on the Monero? uh, So, the Monero version. Are you guys working with anyone to try to get them to adopt it as a?
1: Well, I'm I'm talking with the anonymous author of that I2P Monero D hidden service paper, um, uh, basically communicating that because I saw that, that the author created a, has a Monero D service, allowing other people to use it on the I2P network. Um, we, we got to talking and and, and um, the author is going to write an application. And one of the things that I think is intriguing is, and, and, and that's, I was trying to sell them on using Monero auth for this, but, uh, creating an application if you will as a model just a theoretical or hypothetical model but creating one an implementation of it to show that it's possible and th- this would be um, the model would be showing a truly end-to-end anonymous business model so where think of the think of the monero d hidden service as a value-added service being made on the network Um, Someone, you or I, may want to be a subscriber of that uh, service. Um, If we used Monero auth to authenticate to a web app, to subscribe to that service, we could do so without revealing our identity. We could pay for that service if it was a for-profit model with Monero and feel secure that that payment was anonymous. Now, on the other end, the provider of the service can do that anonymously. Um, so you have a business model that's end-to-end anonymous. Now, uh, I think it's it's compelling because I haven't seen one before. Um, it could lead to a lot of nefarious things, but you know, in my opinion, it's it's people are going to do what people are going to do. You can't you can't you can't control people and and what you know what, what they end up doing. But to me, I think that's the point I was trying to make to the author was, Hey, this would be a great idea to promote Monero off your service and show a new construct where you have an anonymous business model
0: for service
1: provisioning and subscription.
0: I think that's a great idea. And it really kind of,
1: we'll see, we'll see if that comes about, but that that's, that's one thing. The other thing that I'm working with max on the, the, The guy that introduced or brought us together was uh if you go the the one the one thing about i2p or one of the things about i2p why it hasn't gained a lot of adoption is if if you go out and look at the websites on i2 p have you been on the i2p network no yourself well if you go out and, and you you browse the i2p network and you go to the different sites that are out there it's like going back in time to the 1990s you know because they don't allow JavaScript to run on web pages. And they do that because JavaScript is inherently insecure and you can basically lose your anonymity if, if the JavaScript tries to ascertain your IP address, if you will. So it's like going back in time and looking at the 90s and cruising sites. Well, if you got your average Joe and he's looking at that and he's looking at the really cool sites we have today with JavaScript and rich User experience—they're not going to use I2P. So Max came up with, and, and I'm helping to evaluate that solution. Um, it's it's a way to use JavaScript in I2P without risking your an, your network anonymity. So I'm helping to to confirm that that technology is valid. Um, Still in still in work. There there may be issues there, but if it it looks to me like it's promising, and if you can bring JavaScript into I2P, you're gonna you're gonna spawn, in my opinion, network adoption. People are gonna say, "Hey, this has gone from the '90s, and now we're in 2019. We can use I2P and get the privacy as well." Um, so I think doing that and creating a couple of, if nothing else, demo sites, and then what we're thinking about doing is putting some bounties out there to say, Hey, we think this is secure. Um, if you think you can prove us wrong, give us the proof and we'll reward you with Monero to, uh, to validate that. But if, if that comes to fruition, then, you know, I'm involved in it because it, the goal would be to, uh, get more user adoption into I2P, but we can also, um, utilize this new authentication methodology with Auth. And to me, uh, when you talk about the the philosophy and the the principles behind Monero and digital cash, privacy is important, makes sense to do that on a private network as well. So it it all kind of holistically comes together into a bigger whole. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at at that. And then, you know, I'm involved in, I got, two, I'm, I'm swamped. I'm involved in a bunch of other crypto uh, blockchain technologies and projects that aren't even related to Bitcoin or Monero, like EOS and uh, BOS and uh, a couple others and, and coming up with, so I'm, I'm, I'm spread a little thin, <laughs> you know, we, we put the, the uh, bot, can I show give you a quick demo screen share of uh the Monero auth just to show you how it works?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Let's see if I can do that real definitely. quick. I'll, I'll make it real quick.
0: I think you're you're making a lot of good points here though, um, on how all these things obviously tie into the culture of what of Monero and what Monero is trying to do. But what I what I think is is interesting about it, Monero is that it's it's kind of bootstrapping all these things, right? So you have you have people that are uh, now interested in these concepts of online privacy that weren't necessarily interested before because there's a money aspect here um, as they watch their Monero grow. Initially, that was kind of with Bitcoin, but as we're realizing, Bitcoin doesn't really live up to these uh, values. Uh, right. So it, it's interesting to watch kind of Monero spearhead this this movement. that's always been That's always been around for quite some time. Obviously, you've been, you know, into this, I think you said since like the the early '90s, uh, but now it's like because you talk about how how to get people to start using uh, and appreciating things like I two P, and I think kind of Monero's going to start to lead the way there, and that's going to kind of be like the first you know uh, thing that pulls people into this world because it's. It's kind of in their face. Uh, it's becoming well-known. And people are seeing it as a way to kind of speculate and make money off of it. Um, and that's kind of what's, what's capturing people's attention. And then once their attention's captured, they kind of go down the rabbit hole and realize how important the ideals are and start to discover these other, these other things.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I think, it, I mean, and that's the first use case. And it's really the compelling one is, is you know, approaching or tackling money. 'Cause money, a lot of people don't think about it, but but it's a foundational piece of, of our lives, right? You know, if 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 the monetary system becomes uh, kind of like what we have today, you, you compare that to what it was like in prior generations, where you know, one breadwinner could 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 keep a whole family and and, and you know, food on the table and everything. Today. You got people out there doing multiple jobs just to stay afloat right so the monetary system has a lot to do with quality of life you know before when you had that one breadwinner the the kids were probably home and they had a great family life now the kids are at daycare for how long i mean it's just a pervasive quality factor within life so if you attack that first you get interest you get attention mm-hmm. people on it but I mean, the reason I'm in this is, is, is not for technology's sake, but for the pursuit of freedom, individual freedom. And if you give people individual free, you know, it's, it's like Monero and cryptocurrency, you're taking the power to control money away from centralized governments and giving it back to the people. That's great for individual freedom. Well, you do that with money. You, you, then it fans out into other places in, in your, your, privacy sphere, your freedom sphere becomes more beneficial as a result. So I think you're exactly right. Uh, and I think if if cryptocurrency or crypto technology addressed a use case other than money to start with, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation today.
0: 100%.
1: So I, can you see the screen that I got up there? Yes. Okay, I'll just give you a real quick example. Th- think of this, this is a website. It's a website okay. on the Clearnet but um and 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 think of it as a, you you click the login button and you're at the site now to log in see the challenge phrase that the website's providing mm-hmm. okay we created this little uh, extension <clears throat> that's going to go away this, we're about ready to get rid of this and replace it with the native app rather an extension but basically you install this extension and and we'll have an app to do this but Uh, It's got the challenge phrase there and the wallet address. Basically, when you click sign, this is the identity of the wallet, basically the wallet that's trying to authenticate. And this is a digital signature for that challenge phrase. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is basically hit submit and you're in. Wow. So from an easy view standpoint, we'll try it again. We even put another uh, page on there, sign and submit. It's one click, you're in. No username, no password. My hope was, and we put this out about a year ago, and there hasn't been a whole lot of interest. I've been involved in a lot of other things, so I haven't been marketing it. But my initial thought was the Monero community could utilize this and, and get rid of usernames and passwords. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Your wallet for this. So all the web apps out there that the Monero community is using. Please use this. We open sourced it. It's all out there.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's the uh, the one that binary... Fa- well, I think they have their own kind of anonymous login. The, uh, the gambling site that he recently launched. You know what I'm talking about? The uh, no. no. Okay. I no. uh, forget the no. name of it off the top of my head. That would be maybe a good use case. And then maybe just the exchanges, right? Like the exchanges that the, the few that are left that don't have KYC... AML. I mean, there are a few, that I think, but believe that are still floating around. Like, why not add that as a
1: or Or a like, I, like I said, you know, you don't have to, in one swap, get rid of all the usernames and passwords, but just start allowing this as an option.
0: As an option, yeah, 100%. So well,
1: our hope is, well, and as you might imagine, with uh, web browser extensions are, <laughs> especially a browser extension associated with Monero, hard to get it out there in the stores right and, mm-hmm. and this one purposely doesn't write any code to do the authentication it uses monero wallet rpc so it's it's got to make local calls to ports to, so we're not we're not going to be able to get this extension in a store so i just put it on the github repository to see if people would be interested in this approach it's open source, they go out and look at it and utilize it but uh to bypass that Censorship from a browser perspective, we're creating a native web app that will do what the extender does or the the browser extension. Um, So, again, we're going to put that out there. I'm going to create a couple of apps just to show what you can do with it. Um, With the work I'm doing with Max and the anonymous author, if if, if that anonymous business model use case comes to fruition. But um, placing this out there. The, then the other thing I'm looking at is, it's kind of a, it's, it's not real, I have a hard time referring to it as a protocol because this really uses Monero protocol, but we're just using a procedure utilizing aspects of the Monero protocol to do authentication. Um, I'm looking at creating a PAM module on Linux so you can log into a Linux operating system with this just as if you logged into a website. But as you might imagine, the user experience is a little bit more complicated. Um, Monero addresses are very long. I don't want people to be typing that in on a console to log in, they'll say, "To the heck with this, we're not gonna do this. But there are other innovative approaches we can utilize to to bridge the, to simplify the interface and we're, we're looking at that. And like I said, I've got a couple of prototype digital locks that I use in the physical world that utilizes technology. Um, but I think, I think I get the feeling we're way ahead. (laughs) Uh, people aren't ready to use this yet. So, but you know, I think it'll just take time.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, the, kind of the, 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 the substructures being built here and eventually people will, will start to realize and start to use these things and the foundations being put in, you know, being put in place. Um, I think i think it's great and to see it to see it live is is exciting um so what what are your your next steps with it like you said just trying to
1: well i'm i'm right so i i put this out about a year ago or a little over a year ago the the browser extension and then the, the crypto lock um re- repo and then i've been busy with other things so i haven't really spent a lot of time on it i haven't been out there marketing it um but we we recently i got some time back and so i'm like why hasn't this picked up why isn't anybody using this yet so what do we need to do to make that happen so you know when you when you go in from you so we're looking at trying to simplify the user experience and make it one or two steps for a web developer to begin to utilize this and put some uh, examples out there and some example web app code. We didn't do that before. Um, so, we're going to, I'm writing a a better paper explaining Monero off and how to use it. We're creating a, we're, we're, we've created and we're in the process of testing in the last phases. So, it'd be very soon we'll release on that Monero CryptoLot GitHub repository the native app version of the extension that user interface that makes it a single click to authenticate. We're going to put that out there probably within the next month, I'd say. So that in conjunction with the paper and then the work I'm doing with Max, and then if we can get to that. To me, I think, you know, you saw the example. It was just a simple dummy demo, right? Didn't really offer any use, any use at all. But if I can get with that anonymous author and do that anonymous end-to-end business model, That provides a value-added service. And now, again, we're probably not going to get millions of people onto the I2P network immediately. But for those that are out there utilizing, it'll be a a true – they'll get an actual useful service out of it, and MoneroLoft will be part of that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think think that's a great first use case because you're tapping into people that obviously are trying to do it in a way where they're as anonymous as possible. And and I think when –
1: yeah, when you talk about Monero and the people utilizing Monero, I think I2P is a great fit, and it it brings additional value in adding and anon- anonymity at the network level. So it just makes sense. We may we may not get a, a whole slew of people, but we'll get some, and that 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 might be enough.
0: Very cool. Have you been following these uh, hearings at all? The the you know uh, with the with the Facebook coin. Uh, this- yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you, you have any uh, anything you want to talk about there? Any reactions? Is that something that interests you?
1: Well, first off, I don't think it's a cryptocurrency. It's just like uh, it's like another PayPal or Venmo or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. Um, I don't. My opinion, and it's just simply my opinion. I don't think I don't think the government's going to allow it to happen. Um, yeah, I,
0: th- I think the more interesting aspect is now. Now they you hear congressmen respond with, "Well, how about Bitcoin? Why? Well, you know." Bitcoin. Why aren't we using Bitcoin then? Which, which I think is interesting.
1: Yeah. And what, what's interesting to me is I think uh, I read a paper a while back. I don't know if you read it, but Coin Center it out. And it was about uh, decentralized exchanges. And, and and I can't remember the, the title of it, but they talked about the legality of mm-hmm. So what they're trying. You know, I think the House Financial Services Committee has Come up with a proposal or a proposed bill that would stop Facebook from doing what they're doing. We'll have to see if that actually moves through into into law. But a similar type of restriction for Bitcoin or Monero would violate First Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be unconstitutional. So being, it'd be nice to see this play out. You know, we're exercising our governance and and compliance. Uh, uh, extremities here, but uh, it'll be interesting. I, I don't think they could take such a hardline approach to Bitcoin or Monero or any other public open blockchain. But when you're talking about a corporation coming in to, to try to compete with the government, I just don't think that's going to fly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's played out perfectly for for crypto. Um, makes you wonder if that was some if some smart person uh, was whispering into Zuckerberg's ear with, the, with for the purpose of uh, sabotaging and, well, and helping out crypto because it's just it's it's working out so well for crypto and and so poorly for Facebook it seems.
1: Yeah, and if you you know, I think a, a lot of if you watch the hearings, a lot of the the prevailing theme was the lack of trust that Facebook has because of what happened with uh, Cambridge Analytica
0: and all that stuff. but what, I mean, what, what I find, uh, you know, annoying about, if anything, is just, and, and we knew it would play out this way, is just that now they're embracing Bitcoin. And as they do, they're kind of, they're, they're not saying the word Monero, but you're hearing a lot of things. You're saying, well, as long as uh, it's Bitcoin's not used for nefarious purposes, and essentially as long as it's not, used in a way where it's digital cash where we where we don't know who's sending what to who I mean you, you kind of hear those things being said by people like Mnuchin. I don't know if you you heard you heard his comments on it. Um, so I, I, I find that interesting so it's like they're embracing Bitcoin but I feel well, like uh, Monero's out on the fringe, which makes sense but I, I I don't know how that's gonna play out. like you said, For them to then kind of try to separate the two and be like, well, Bitcoin's okay, but things like Monero are bad. I don't really see how you do that without, like you said, violating constitutional uh, rights. And um, I I don't see how you make that separation there.
1: Yeah, they probably couldn't outright ban it. And this gets complicated when you talk about governance and regulatory, especially globally with all the different jurisdictions. But um, the one thing that and I don't think that they're embracing bitcoin. I think I think they'll they'll allow for it, but the ultimate what will be absolute is that the the mechanism bitcoin in this case would have to adopt KYC AML. They're not they're not going to drop that. There's I've I've read some compelling cases and I can't remember her name but you interviewed her Um, she's from did a lot of work in Wyoming
0: oh Um, yeah Um, no yeah I know who you're talking about yeah
1: yeah she made the case that uh, the Bank Secrecy Act which is where your AML comes from is unconstitutional technically speaking it hasn't been it hasn't been verified through the system but theoretically the bank the Bank's Secrecy Act would be um, only it would be unconstitutional if it was put on a public blockchain like Bitcoin because um, it gets into regulating free speech. And it's fine if you place that regulatory construct on financial institutions in the banking system. That's fine. But when you try to take it to the individual who's trying to transfer value individual to individual, it becomes constitutionally questionable. Um, that... Saying that, um, when you bring Monero in, and I've had this with clients that I've consulted with, the traditional uh, businesses, and they're talking about, well, we'll we'll accept cryptocurrency for our services now. And I'm like, okay, which cryptocurrencies might you accept? And they said, well, all of them. And I'm like, I think there's one that you might not be able to accept, and that would be Monero. Because how can you do KYC with Monero? I don't think you can know your customer. I don't think you can be a hundred percent compliant with AML with a privacy coin.
0: Well, I mean, my understanding is you can be, um, it's just, you don't, you, you know, your customer, but then you don't know what your customer does after, after the fact. So you know that, that, that someone, you know who the person is, you know, how much Monero they traded or purchased uh, but then, once they have that Monero in their possession, you don't know what happens after My understanding is there's clarifications made where uh they don't need they're not responsible for knowing their customer's customer or you know the, it stops with with the customer that that that's my current understanding of of what the uh kind of the law is there
1: right but, um, but if, if you look at Monero and the, the intended design of Monero. It wasn't designed with the intention that when you make a transaction, you, you submit your personal identity to your wallet's address. Mm-hmm. You would have to do that to comply with KYC. You'd need to know that person's identity. Well, so it's it's the
0: front. same, it's the same as cash, right? So I go to the bank, I take out I take out cash. I, I you know the bank complies with KYC AML. They know that, you know, this guy is taking out ten thousand dollars in cash. But after that moment, theoretically, they don't really know what happens with that cash. I'm, I, obviously, it has serial numbers, but so right, it's, right. it's not, uh, you know, once I walk out the door with that cash, I could go hand it off to whoever and sure. whoever.
1: Sure. And then if you look at uh, the
0: whole ecosystem,
1: I mean, the compliance and the governance from a legislative standpoint really only deal with the on-ramps that, that attached to the cryptos, right? Anything that happens inside the crypto landscape is beyond KYC AML if that was the intent. You can build KYC AML, but there's no enforcement other than than just simple decision making within the inside. They can they can embrace it on the on-ramps, but they can't really do anything in, in the heart of the system.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: That, that's going to cause some angst angst for 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 the system, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're not used to that. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, the only thing that's annoying, I guess, uh, um, uh, I have to look at it differently. But like I said, is you know, the kind of the Bitcoin maximalists are, are cheering, which which I understand they should be because the government uh, maybe they're not completely embracing it, but some some people higher up, congressmen are starting to talk about it in a pretty positive way, which which I think oh, yeah. is great. But when when they talk about it in that way, it's with the exception that it's kind of not used in a way that Monero is used. They're like, oh, it's great as long as it's not digital ca-. Like they like the fact that it's on this transparent blockchain, which you know it's it's, right. it's it's great for them, right? It's like, yeah, sure. If everybody wants to go use Bitcoin, go for it. Because uh, you know it's kind of a it's kind of like a, a wet dream for for the government <laughs> here. It's like, well, now we'll we'll have all your transactions. We know who's doing what. And it's like you have these Bitcoin maximalists that are cheering that on because as that happens, the price continues to skyrocket. Right. And now it becomes more about, well, it's going mainstream and then the ideals are kind of getting left behind. Right. And you even hear people's, uh, you know, opinions start to change. Like guys like Jimmy Song, it's like, well, do you, does it really even, does Bitcoin even really need to be, you know, completely fungible? Does it need to be like, like when you start to see people change and say things that, uh, you know, seem to go against the ideals of crypto is it becomes a little bit concerning, but I guess that's where Monero comes into play. And that's, and that's why we have Monero.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you get the speculative fever out there, I mean, there's a lot of irrationality that comes about, but yeah. You know, and I, and I mean, you look at, us in the U.S., we have a different mindset than, say, the average person in Venezuela who's just tr- simply trying to survive, you know. So I think you're going to find there's, there's, there's no one tool that fits all cases. But ultimately, if you want cash, if you want to have a digital cash in a way that preserves the freedom or the, 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 the usage patterns that real physical cash does today, Bitcoin simply can't do that. Your only option is Monero, right. if you truly are looking to fit that. Um, and but, so,
0: yeah, like I said, but like you know, so someone like you and and you said this earlier. What 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 motivates you is the crypto anarchist ideals here. It's the the freedom that, that freedom and liberty that that this technology will allow liberty to be preserved in the digital age. And so uh, that's what Bitcoin obviously was sold as too, but it's like those ideals start to fade away when your Bitcoin moves closer to a hundred thousand dollars. You know, like at that point, what what do you, do you really care about liberty at that point when you have you know ten million dollars in, in Bitcoin? It's like, well, whatever. At that point, you're you know what I'm saying? It's it's I'm starting yeah. to notice that the the greed that drived Bitcoin, which was was part of the uh, the bootstrapping of crypto, and it's a genius component of it it's It's what allowed us to go from Bitcoin being worth zero to what it is today is that that idea that that essentially the greed right that people are going to buy and hold and and that's great for bootstrapping, but then it's also now reaching the point where that bootstrapping mentality that's driven by greed is also starting to sway people's opinions and have them not care so much about the ideals anymore which uh for me starts to starts to irk me a little bit because it's like, well, I hope the thing that ultimately gets adopted and becomes the mainstream thing isn't lacking these core features that we're talking about that that's what worries me is that that it 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 gains so much momentum that privacy and fungibility gets left behind, and nobody cares about it at the end of the day and my my hope is that that they'll, they'll have to and that privacy and fungibility is so critical that it will ultimately win anyway or stay alive because of how valuable it it is as a feature. But I guess we'll see how it plays out.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think that's, that's what you talk about is human nature. And, and just, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't fear that Monero is at risk because of the popularity of Bitcoin. Um, Ultimately in the long run, because I think that, you know, if you, these, these crypto assets are digital bearer tokens, right? And, and, And if you go back in history, bearer instruments were legal, and they were used significantly. Cash is the only one we have left in the US. But any other bearer instrument other than cash, effectively today, is illegal. And I, I it, it really depends upon. I think I, I feel confident that Monero will stand strong because it's a counterbalance to tyranny on the on the government side. So, you know, if the government doesn't become a, a, a brutal dictator, then you know maybe we don't care so much. We can use Bitcoin. But if that scale tilts up to where the, you know, we're in Venezuela now, I think Monero is going to stand tall relative to other ones. But that's not really something we can control. But I, I I feel confident that the lay of the land is 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 developing to the point where we we can do what we need to do when the time comes, regardless of where we are. Right. It's you know.
0: a good way of putting it. Well, uh, thanks, Matt. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. If you want, should we circle back to the I2P thing one more time? I mean, your, your, your real goal of today was to come on and kind of like a public service announcement, let people know there is a way currently to use Monero where you yeah. can essentially obfuscate yourself on the, on the, in terms of the, on the network level. So do you, do you want to tell, kind of summarize, yeah. you know, if somebody that is looking to do that today, what they, what they should do?
1: Yeah, can I share my screen again, real quick? Just I just want to show that uh, GitHub site and yeah, the paper where they can go see it. Sure. So, um, what you can do is just uh, if you're interested, you can just Google GitHub Monero Crypto Lock, and you'll you'll get the site. Um, but just to show you what's there, if you go to uh, Monero Crypto Lock, you can see my screen, right? Um, make this a little bit bigger this is the github repository and there's a the first link at the top is i2p monero b hidden if you click on that then there's the paper that's the paper i was talking about it's a pdf it'll give you all the instructions on how to start from installing the software to getting it set up um the website are you there yep okay the system froze a little bit. So so there's the, the paper. All the instructions for how to set it up are there. Um, if you go back to the main site here, there's also some, like this. This is the I2P website. Um, you have to be able, you have to be on the I2P network to get to it. But uh, if you go out there, there's actually a test Service running that you can connect to and interact with without having to set it up yourself. Um, so, um, but I'd say go to Monero Crypto Walk, read this paper, and if you have any questions, uh, there's contact information where you can contact the original author and get information back. Very cool. And like I said, I think, you know, we don't have Covery today. This is one way to, to, to essentially get the bet, the value add that Kovri was promising um, with 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 uh, no new software code. It's just instructions to connect the two, Monero and I2P software together. And you can get that anonymity at the network level.
0: Very cool. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. Yeah, and I, I would repeat again, anybody who's very interested in this topic, you go back and watch the... MoneroCon talks that uh, Lee did and Josh, um, and also the interview that we did with them. Um, Yeah, thanks for coming on. Important topic. Um, I think we'll be hearing a lot more about this uh, in the coming months. Uh, This seems to be kind of, you know, obviously a focus of what the Monero community is working on. It's like we said, it's kind of like that. I see that as like the fourth pillar of Monero, right? So it's kind of the missing piece. So it's interesting to watch us develop, and it's exciting to see. Like I, you know, I I, I didn't know you existed. I didn't know there was uh, a a Doug uh, somewhere. You know, you don't you don't even own a cell phone. You're in your I don't know. It looks like your basement over there with your Monero uh, wallpaper, and you're hacking away, uh, trying to help the Monero community. This is uh, that's that's exciting. It's exciting yeah. to see things like that. Uh, and that's what this is all about. And I, I'm more hopeful about Monero today than ever. Uh, you know, especially given what I see going on. In, it seems like everything is essentially playing out as we expected it to. Um, and I think there will be, like you said, there, there will start to be events, things that happen where people really realize the true value proposition of crypto and why something like Monero fulfills those things and why you need it. And uh, it's not just, it's not about Venmo. It's about, you know, being able to send censorship-resistant transactions. And I think we'll start to see that come into play soon.
1: Yeah, I think the the disruption snowball is only just beginning to get rolling really fast. So we're going to see a lot of interesting things happen here, I think, in the near future. You know, when you have Wall Street or you have Silicon Valley threatening the bankers in Wall Street, it gets to be quite entertaining. We'll see how this goes.
0: Let me just let me just look at the questions here, just to make sure we didn't. Uh, I have one. Somebody asking, talk about the military grade communications that I two P has compared to current five G internet. Is that a is that something that?
1: Well, I mean, basically, when when you when you look at I two um, P, there they have what are called tunnels, right? So you, you have destinations which you can think of like an i2p address right if you're going to if you're going to ssh somewhere you got to put that destination that you're going to connect to same thing with i2p but you have it on the on both ends you have destinations on each end of the tunnel two destinations client and the server you could think of it that way it's really p2p but that tunnel is unidirectional it's not bidirectional. so if you want to have a conversation you have to have two tunnels, one for the information going to you from me, and then another tunnel from you to back to me. Both those tunnels are encrypted with, with uh, military grade encryption algorithms. And think of it, it's not SSL, but think of it like SSL, that tunnel's encrypted. So like you were saying earlier with Monero, if someone's using I2P, The ISP for that individual can see that they're using I2P, but they don't know what's going on inside those tunnels. You could be emailing, you could be going to websites, you could be doing BitTorrent, you could be doing anything. Monero transactions, they can't see what's going on inside of it because of that military-grade encryption within the tunnels. Um, You know, I'd recommend going to the I2P site, Um, just do a Google for on the internet for I2P and you'll you'll get to that site and they got great documentation to even down to the technical level talking about El encryption algorithms and, and so forth. But it is not a trivial undertaking to understand it. I can't I can't really describe do it do it justice in five minutes. So
0: okay.
1: I'd say go to the site and read about it, but it is each it's end to end encrypted communications regardless of what you're doing. BitTorrent, file sharing, email, web but that is only within the in the i2p network you you there's a way to go outside but you've got that privacy as long as you stay within the i2p network the minute you go out you're susceptible to the to the weaknesses of the common internet hopefully that answered I, yeah, the
0: question i think that was a good explanation Thanks again, Doug. Uh, I think we'll wrap it up here. If you want to uh, you know, reach out to me in the future for if you ever want to come on to talk about any developments in the things you're working on, um, by all means, this was a great conversation. Thank yeah,
1: you. Yeah, send me an email. Maybe if we can get that anonymous business model, I'd be really excited to communicate that and demonstrate that. But we'll Definitely. have to see if that plays
0: out. Definitely. All right, man. Much luck. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.